This podcast is sponsored by Slow Wave. Are you looking for more calm and less stress in your day? The world is chaotic and distractions are everywhere. It's easier for me to be creative when I feel calm. And that's why I'm really into the new modern CBD experience from Slow Wave. This new brand designed a CBD line to help creators feel calm and centered, to be more creative, stay focused, and do their best work. I usually start my day with their Super Halo Day Blend gummies and a cup of coffee, and it really helps me get dialed in so I can get more done. Visit slowwave.com and use the code BETTERYET15 to save 15% off your order. Welcome to Better Yet. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better Yet is a conversation that started in 2016, and it's a conversation that continues this week with my guest, Francie Madosh. Francie and her band, Flory, released one of my favorite records of this year, The Holy Bible, and Francie is here to talk all about it. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to all who are subscribing to the show on your podcast player of choice. I'd like to invite you to visit our website, betteryetpod.com, and check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at betteryetpod. How are we doing today? I'm drinking that Dagger Mountain coffee, daggermountain.com. Follow them on Instagram at daggermtncoffee, my favorite coffee roaster in the U.S. of A., right here in Valparaiso, Indiana, the home of Better Yet since October of 2020. I'm drinking a brand new Rowenzori from Uganda. Tasting notes of plum, brown sugar, and root beer. Absolutely gorgeous coffee. Pick yourself up a bag at DaggerMountain.com. How we doing, Bubba's? Excited to have Francie Madosh on the show Excited to be back sharing an interview this week. Had a lovely birthday weekend. We were at the Allstate Arena Friday and Saturday for WWE SmackDown and the Survivor Series. I was very lucky in 2023 to see three of the four big WWE shows live this year. Had a great time at Survivor Series. Not sure where I am on this CM Punk return, but... I was so happy to see a returning Randy Orton slipped into a bit of a depressive spell after that. Watch the Beatles get back documentary again. Jay calls it my emotional support Beatles documentary. It helped me get through and I've been exercising more this week and I'm feeling a lot better for it. 
Hope this is finding you well. We've got one more interview before we close the book on 2023. I'll be taking some time off at the beginning of 2024. Not sure how long yet, maybe a month, maybe two, but this has been an eventful year and I appreciate all of you for coming along for the ride. We are sponsored by Slow Wave CBD. Slow Wave is a brand new CBD brand that specializes in crafting CBD products for creative people. Helps you feel calm, centered, and inspired. Slow Wave CBD helps me get into the creative zone for the podcast and for my other creative ventures. This is a high-quality product, third-party tested. Edibles are fully vegan, and they taste great, too. I've been using the Hotel Flowers tincture for sleep, and it's been providing me such great and restful sleep. Follow Slow Wave on Instagram, at shopslowwave, and visit shopslowwave.com and use a promo code BETTERYET15 to save 15% on your order. All right, my guest this week is Francie Madosh of the Philadelphia band Flory. Flory released an outstanding record this summer called The Holy Bible on Dear Life Records. This is a fantastic collection of alt-country tunes that remind me of Neil Young, Lucinda Williams, and Wilco. Francie is a gifted songwriter, perceptive, witty, very economical with her words. She's also a ripping guitar player, and her band is on fire on this record. I was blown away the moment I heard it and knew I had to interview her had a lot of fun going back to in her discography. Flory's a project that Francie started when she was in high school, and she's really come into her own through these early stages of what will be a very promising career. Excited to have her on now to talk about things. Thank you for listening to Better Yet. Please remember to rate and subscribe. We will see you in two weeks. For now, here's me and Francie Medosh. Coming to us from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Francie Madosh. Did I say that right? Uh, Madosh. Madosh. Emphasis it's just, it's on a hard the one med. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. what is that? Where does that come from? That is German. Of course, um, you're in PA. Yeah, but more specifically, it's, it's Alsace-Lorrainean, um, which does not exist anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, they got like wiped off the map <laughs> when they were doing a bunch of like a uh, mapping during the um, early 20th century. Yeah. So Francie from the band Flory on the pod. Francie, I watched a few times over the past week. I watched y'all's NMF Sycamore Sessions. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good one. I loved that Lay Lady Lay cover that y'all played. Oh, thanks. We actually just did that one recently. Uh, we did, we played in Rehoboth, and we uh, we did that one. As did an it encore. again? Yeah, dude. It reminded me of the Hard Rain version of that song. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with that era of Bob Dylan. Dude, it's so good. That is one of my favorite live records of all time. Same, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so good. Like, the, what I... When I heard that, that was like the whole format of Flory in my head. I was like, okay, we'll just play as loud as possible. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, that's as hard as possible. 
the idiot <laughs> win version that's on that mm. record oh my mm. god it's so supreme it's so good i have i have like a whole section of my record collection that is just like bootlegs from that tour and like different versions of oh, concerts man. that's i really love awesome. that stuff yeah hell yeah so where'd you grow up i grew up in chestnut hill which is in philadelphia um north it's side, right next right? to it's like north and a bit to the west. It's like right on the edge of Philly. Yeah. Technically. I mean, you would like argue that it's not even Philly, but it technically is. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's next to Germantown and Mount Airy, which is like really nice suburban part of Philly. Yeah. Like Kurt Vile lives in Mount Airy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And you just played some shows with Kurt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt's a good buddy. Local legend. Yeah, big time. So, are your fo- are your folks still living in uh, in that part of town? Um, my mom, my dad's no longer with us, but my mom lives in Virginia right now with my stepdad. Oh wow, where yeah, in Virginia? The f- in the Shenandoah. Nice, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's my favorite place to camp and like hike and stuff. Yeah, do you like doing a lot of outdoor stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This summer, I went to Vermont and I climbed um, Vermont's tallest mountain. Oh wow! Um, that was yeah. I think about that like really often. That's so cool. How yeah. long has your mom been in Virginia? Um, she's been there for like just under a year. My, my stepdad um, moved down there in 2020 to sell cars, and um, they had not been living together because of that mm. and they the plan was just they would um move back in together eventually once my mom was able to transfer from her job in P- pa she's a teacher mm-hmm. um but just recently she was able to move to our school wow what uh mm-hmm. what grade does she teach uh she teaches kids with um kids are like 18 like 17 to 21 with uh, mental disabilities. Oh, wow. Um, she's been doing that for about like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. She had like a really rapid career change over, I guess, from the time when I was like five to when I was 15. Yeah. She did like so much. She was like a, she like made bread. She had a cheese shop. She worked at a flower shop. She worked at the Whole Foods. And then she decided to become a teacher. Wow. So yeah. she's always growing, always doing new stuff. Mm-hmm. That's inspiring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's amazing. She's like the most inspiring person to me. Yeah. Was there music yeah. in the house when you were growing up? Big time, yeah. 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 She, she had a really, like, uh, she had a good collection of CDs, and she was really into, like, um, just all sorts of stuff. Really into, like, hip-hop and, like, uh, all-country stuff. And- yeah. Is that um, where you get the country bug? Yeah. Honestly, just she just played like Lucinda a lot and Wilco. Yeah. And that at least like the, while it's not a lot of country music, like that at least exposes you to it. And, oh like, yeah. You don't end up like growing up thinking like, oh, country music is for you know, hicks or something. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I had an appreciation of for it. I thought it was like a very genuine, real honest kind of music. When I was growing up, I, I grew up in central New Jersey, 
And nice. Yeah. Where? Um, in Somerset County. It's a little town oh. called Nishanic Station. Yeah. Wow. We some of the members of Flory are from Somerset. Oh, really? I think so. I think either John or Joey. Yeah. Um, grew up there. I think they went to high school together there. Oh wow, that's so cool. Possibly, I'd have to ask them. But yeah, they're yeah. Both from there. My grandparents are from Allentown pennsylvania so wow my dad would make tapes a lot when i was growing up and it was the mid 90s so like steve earl wilco lucinda Mm -hmm. williams was all like part of my fabric too nice and i remember growing up and like kind of thinking like yeah i don't know about some of this stuff but yeah it it does like get into your bones for sure just that exposure Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you like Guitar Town by Steve Earle? Oh, yeah. That one's so good. It's so good. And I love, yeah. like, I feel all right, that mid-90s stuff. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of those CDs in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I don't listen. I feel like they don't hold up as much as they did when I was younger. But um, I really like the early stuff still. Yeah. Hell, yeah. yeah. Do you have siblings? I have three older sisters and um, a slightly older stepbrother. Oh wow! Yeah. So how and how much older are your sisters than you? Um, so like a big gap. Not really. Like every we're all like two years apart. Oh okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm 22, and the sis, my sister Lily is like 25, and then my other sister is 28. Yeah, I think we're twenty seven, and the other one's about to turn thirty. Are they into music? Um, yeah, uh, my sister Annie, the middle sister there, uh-huh. um, she played a lot of piano, um, and that definitely like got me interested in the idea of learning how to like play an instrument or be creative in that way. Yeah, yeah. Were you always artistically inclined? Uh, honestly, not really. I was really bad at drawing. Yeah. And that was when I was younger and I figured out I couldn't draw. That was a huge blow to my self-esteem. Yeah, I was like, well, I guess sure. I'll never make cartoons or something, which <laughs> I thought was like the coolest thing. Yeah. So I stopped trying to do anything creative um, until the sixth grade when my mom bought me an acoustic guitar instead of an Xbox. <laughs> and... Um, so I got I had to like play the the guitar <laughs> instead of video games. <laughs> I wanted an Xbox, Mom. It was very clear. Yeah, yeah. Did I was you bummed take... at first. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Did you take to the guitar? Acoustic's After, hard to start about... on. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. I was really bad at first. Yeah, <laughs> I was really bad for like two years. I would say. Yeah. Did you take yeah, lessons? But, like, how'd you no, get actually, good? No, I taught myself. Yeah. Yeah. Then I think that was for the best. I don't think I would have been good with teachers. Yeah. Why do you say that? I had, uh, well, I had a piano teacher when I was really young mm-hmm. um, for like six weeks or so. And I really hated that. Yeah. Um, just because it was really like boxed me in. Because I'd already been playing piano for like a year and I just was trying to do like whatever I wanted. But this person wanted me to go through like, you know, like the Mel Bay or 
whoever writes those piano like starter books, mm-hmm. just like making me go through that. And that, that stuff is so boring to me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like train songs. Like, mm-hmm. Really. So when you Ever. were when you were starting to play guitar and like get into it, like what kind of stuff were you playing? The Beatles. I had a Beatles um nice. uh like cover book and oh, I just yeah. learned every single song from that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it did not help me get good. I feel like it actually stalled me cuz they don't tell you like actually how to play the songs. They just give you like basic major chord or minor chord. Mhm. And they don't like tell you how to like make it actually sound like the record or something or yeah yeah so like um i guess you you heard some country music when you were growing up like when did you get when did you get into like neil young or like what was the music that you were into when you were in high school um well i got into neil young when i was a kid my mom was really into that so i was always into him yeah especially comes a time oh yeah um in high school, I definitely had a more like a like '90s indie rock and like just weird like experimental stuff, um, like a lot of like throwing muses and like the Breeders, dude, the hell Pixies. yeah, yeah. I Love was the really breeders. into the, the Breeders are awesome, but I, I was really into the throwing muses. I would listen to them like every day, dude. I never really got into throwing muses. It just like never happened for me. I feel like it's music for like really really mentally ill people (laughs) (laughs) i saw my psychiatrist earlier today she said i'm not as mentally ill as i was so (laughs) (laughs) yeah that i would listen to that and just like go crazy in my head yeah in high school because it's just that woman is just singing like the most like just the most batshit lyrics yeah it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) When did you start writing songs? I guess I was about like 13. Yeah. I started when I was, I think, 11 or 12. So I pretty quickly was wanting to like just do my own thing with it. Because um, playing other people's songs got really boring, like really quick. Yeah. And I recently figured out that there was like a, a DIY scene at all. Um, just like on the East Coast and all over in fact mm-hmm. um so i just tried recording like whatever i could like onto garage band yeah. and um so since then i've been writing um i feel like recently over the past like four years is where i've finally been able, like proud of what i'm writing and like confident that what i'm writing is good yeah um but before it was some pretty trashy stuff <laughs> Well, I went back. I, I like to I like to do a lot of research. So, I, like, I oh, found yeah. some. I found Francy Cool. Was that your first band? Really? Yeah. Wow. I I can't I can't even find that stuff. <laughs> like it's way off. Yeah. That that stuff was pretty good. It's mostly like the first album I made was Floria. Wasn't that into now? Because mm-hmm. I was like crazy back then. Like, how do you mean? I was like pretty depressed as a teenager. Yeah, and I had some like um, just like mental, personal problems going on. Yeah, and I was doing that while like touring as a teenager, like trying to write music. I feel like overall it was just like detrimental, and 
the the, uh, the music that came out of me back then was just really sad. And I I listen to it now. Well, I don't listen to it anymore, actually, at all. Just because I don't want to think about that those times. Yeah. Do you mind if we well, talk so, about them? Oh, sure, right? yeah. Yeah. Because I was listening to Brown Bunny this that past week. That was sad. Yeah. yeah, that's a really sad record. Yeah, I was like... I used to like hallucinate when I was younger. Oh wow! And I was like pretty dissociative. Yeah. Um. And just depressed. Yeah. So like, I feel like a lot of what I was writing just was coming out so dark and so twisted. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, it was fun to play and like, you know, have like a band with me. It was just not like what I would want to represent myself with now because i feel like i'm a much different person today and like much happier that's great yeah that's really good to hear yeah that's like my success story i guess (laughs) (laughs) now i just play rock riffs and just like jam with my with a band (laughs) dude hell yeah and you got a rocking band too (laughs) Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. They're like some of my favorite musicians ever. So when you started like with Francie Cool, was that like throwing Muse's influence material? Um, I don't even know. It's really hard to like discern what like I was being inspired by when I was younger. You were playing a lot of just... like big dark chords. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, that was from like, I used to listen to a lot of Bossa Nova guitar. Oh, yeah. And um, I feel like that really got into my system for a while. Yeah. Not as much anymore. Now it's just like straight rock and roll music. Um, but I was really into like that weird, it's like Sonic Youth chords. Yeah. I would try to like combine like the Sonic Youth chords and the Bossa Nova stuff and I mean, a bunch of other stuff, but mostly those two. Yeah. Try to make it sound crazy. (laughs) I was listening to, uh, I think it was your split with Lior Miller, and there was an early version of Cowgirl Giving. Right, yeah. I loved hearing that. That's a phone demo from almost like 13. I I recorded it on my flip phone. Whoa. The first part of it. Mm -hmm. And then I finished it like a couple of years later. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Dude, so but, that's crazy. You're doing all this stuff. You're 13 years old? Some of it. Yeah. Not all of it. Mm-hmm. But I did try to, I tried to like, I tried to record like as much as possible. So I got all these ideas down and I just had stuff available. And even now I'll like go through and listen to that old stuff to inspire me. Yeah. Just like for parts. Yeah. Because instrumentally, I feel like, I don't know if you if you're always recording yourself, you're bound to do something cool eventually. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. And you were go- <laughs> you were you were going on tour and stuff like in high school even, were you just doing like weekenders? Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes longer. In this in the summer, I would tour for like I would try to do like three or two week long tours. Yeah, definitely a lot of headline of uh, of weekenders. Um, and then I went on a co headlining tour for two weeks to south by when i was in my senior year and i got 
off school for that, which is pretty funny. That's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was a goofy time. That was definitely like the tail end of like the Francie Cool era of stuff. Because um, I think around that time, I was like, I feel like I should like try writing like simpler music or like take time away from it to mm-hmm. replan things. And on that tour was when I kind of realized like I should just take a break. Yeah, man, you were you were living. You were living as soon as you could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How I was, was very how stubborn is, about it. Yeah. <laughs> this drive is like pretty crazy to hear from, and especially when you're like going through all of this mental health stuff too, where you kind of like, I, I'm, I have bipolar disorder. I actually like mm-hmm. just learned that I have bipolar um, this year. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, I guess like for me, it's hard to do things. It's hard to sustain things because eventually I'm just going to say like, no, I don't want to do anything anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, were you going through like that kind of thing with like just how active you were? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there'd be points on the road or just like doing as many shows as I was doing. And I would never like show it out outside or like tell people about it just because i wanted to try to do as much stuff as possible mm-hmm. but there was times where i was like this this is it <laughs> yeah this is so hard like right now like i wish i was not doing yeah not doing anything at all yeah yeah so brown bunny were you still in high school when you put that out I th- um yeah, I think I was like a junior or a senior when that came out. Yeah. Um, that was pretty fun. Yeah, that's the album I released that and then I went down to South by. Yeah. Which was cool to like do like an album, even though it was small, do like a kind of like an album cycle touring thing. Which is pretty fun because, you know, people like are at least a little bit familiar with the album and some of the songs. and Yeah. I knew, like, I wanted to keep doing it. I just didn't know, like, how after that. Mm-hmm. But then the pandemic happened, and, you know. Yeah, right. Everything came to a stop, and uh, everyone had to, like, rethink what they were doing. So it's a good time for me. That song, KFG. Oh, yeah. That's, that, Brown a- Bunny, that's a fucking killer song, dude. Thanks. That's, that's a good one, yeah. I think there's pedal steel on that one. Yeah. Or like slide or something. Some very, very sad pedal steel on that song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was was a fun one. You're right. That was probably one of my favorite ones to play live, I think, when I was a kid. My band was always very excited to do that one. Yeah. Because it was so slow. Are you playing still with any of those people that you played with back then? Um. No, not no. at all. Yeah. Yeah, after the pandemic, well, I guess I'll back up. When I was, that tour I did, the South By, was with like a three-piece. Yeah. And they were all older and like we didn't, we weren't like around each other that much. So when the pandemic happened, we weren't able to like keep up practicing or anything. So, and also we didn't want to play shows. So I started just jamming with other people. Yeah. Um. Because I was in college at that point. So, like, there was, like, kids, like, my age asking me 
to jam and stuff. And also, like, they, like, there's people who were, like, interested in, like, making a band with me. Like, like being a part of, like, my music. Um, so, it, it, pretty naturally, I just started playing with, like, new people. And by then, I had tried writing more, like, a, just, like, basic rock and roll songs. Yeah. Like, simplified, like, country stuff. Um, and that was, like, the... The beginning of like what is now flory yeah so like i guess three and a half years ago mm-hmm. or so so you got brown bunny um it it came out on sister polygon which is priest's label yeah they've also released stuff by snail mail and downtown boys how did they get involved with brown bunny we played with them at uh, Bard College, yeah. and they liked our set, and I sent them the record, and they took us on. Hell yeah. That simple. Simple <laughs> as that. Hell yeah. <laughs> and you went to Temple, right? Yeah, yeah. I graduated in May. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. I'm so glad that I don't have to do school anymore. Yeah. What did you study? I had communication studies. There you and go. I also nice and broad. Yeah. Yeah, super broad, like the broadest of <laughs> majors. Um but I did that and I also studied German for a while. Dude, I went to fucking I my roommate in college was a German major. You are the second German major that I've met. Oh wow. <laughs> there aren't that Ever? many of them. Yeah. Wow. I just thought it was such a funny, I think about him sometimes, because I'm like, why'd you major in German? Now I got uh-huh. I got the perfect opportunity to ask, why'd you major in German? Um, I was bored. <laughs> I was just really bored for four years, so I kind of figured I would waste my time and <laughs> study German. Hell yeah. Perfect yeah. answer. <laughs> that was that's the same thing with the communication studies major like that is like the dumbest major of all time well you can get you can get a job big maybe. time yeah yeah but that's just like getting a job major uh-huh <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. the saddest major you could get i think <laughs> no you could get an english degree like me oh right yeah yeah, yeah that is that actually is worse <laughs> yeah Wow, I completely forgot about that. I haven't thought about like choosing your major in yeah, so right. long. <laughs> it's such a funny time that you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take this major, and that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so, pandemic happens. You kind of you kind of recalibrate a little bit. I guess like did um. How are you doing, like mentally? Like you were, you were saying you were hallucinating, you were dissociating. Like, do you get that stuff taken care of, or you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm like a lot more stable now. I'm like very stable, I would say. That's when I was like great, a, dude. Thanks. Yeah, when I was a senior, I just after like putting stuff on pause musically like just not doing as much touring as before I like had a huge chance to just like look at myself and be like, I'm about to like leave high school, leave my like home. I need to just like 
be ready to do that. And I got to just like put as much effort as I can into like taking care of myself and like kind of figure out like me, you know, just mm-hmm. without anything else around, without no distractions. And I just spent, I just like devoted a lot of like energy into making sure that I was like aware of what was making me sad or like feel weird. And then trying to like work out ways to cope with that. Yeah. I just, yeah, it was like a huge mental health year for me, my senior year of high school. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I feel and then, like you've lived like many lives already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes it feels like that, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've been in the music scene for like, I feel like old at this point. Yeah. And at this point, I'm also like not even like around the music scene at this point in Philly. I kind of just, ever since we started touring more and like, I I quit like my insurance job so I could tour and Mm -hmm. stuff. Ever since then, we've just been hitting the road so much. I've just been too tired to like be around. Yeah. It's just hard. I mean, there's always so many shows happening and I used to go to so many of them, play so many of them, but now I'm just, I'm at home. Well, we're on the road. It's that time of year too. Yeah, it's true. Pretty soon it's gonna you're gonna get hit with one of those like days where it's so cold that it hurts. Mm Mm-hmm. I actually really like I love the cold. Yeah. What's your sign? Uh, Aquarius. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Do you not like the cold? I I don't mind it. What am I gonna do? You know, just put a lot of layers on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, my mom always said, you know, you can add as many layers as you want until you're warm, but you cannot peel your skin off when you're super hot. It's very true. Yeah, <laughs> eventually you just have to sit with your skin on and deal with the way it makes you feel with the heat. <laughs> <laughs> so the big fall, you recorded about half of those songs with with Jared. Uh, who played upright bass on the record. And he still plays bass in your band, right? No, he left the band in February or March. And now Colin Denon um, is our okay. bass player. All yeah. right. Well, what happened with Jared? I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that is... That is... If I had other... If I had one other member of the band, I would be able to talk about it. Um, but it involves something, you know, a falling out between him and another member of the band. I'm sorry to hear that. Things going good with Colin. Colin holding it down. Did I watch Colin on the time. on the video? Uh-huh. Yeah, Colin's yeah. a good bass player. Yeah, he's the fucking best. He's so sick. So I love him. The other half of that record you recorded with Paco cathcart yeah i'm looking at those recording credits and they're all over new york Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we are you familiar with paco's music no paco is this amazing guitarist slash songwriter from uh brooklyn and they're just like a recording wizard and i wanted them to like make my entire record with me, or at least to record it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so we did part of the record at their apartment in Crown Heights, and then we did the rest of it at Paco's parents' barn in, um, it was right near Saugerties. Yeah. Um, did you go by I Big forget- Pink? Never. I've actually never been there. Oh, really? That's like I want right to rent there. it out, though. Yeah, that'd be cool as fuck. Because you, you can now on yeah. like um, Airbnb. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't get those like ad- ads for it on Instagram. No, I'm not. I'm not as plugged in as you are. That makes sense <laughs> that the algorithm's working if you're getting ads for it on Instagram. I think I get an ad to rent Big Pink like every other week. Yeah, that's it's so awesome. fucking funny. They know what you're on. <laughs> yeah, they do, and it, I, I, I made it a point at this point. After seeing it so many times, just like thinking about it, you know, eventually I am going to rent it and just stay there. Yeah. And then make my own like (laughs) shitty version of the basement tapes (laughs) called like the shitty basement tapes or something. (laughs) And I'll do that with like everyone who lives in Philly. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, A couple of songs on the big fall that have like a different vibe for really anything else that you've done songs like driving and animals come to mind oh uh, yeah i see that you mentioned john fahey as an influence am i mm-hmm. right to make that connection with Definitely. those songs yeah yeah dude he's a fucking genius yeah yeah he's so cool i I think, like, finding out about him and, like, trying to play like that, like, made me a much better guitarist when I was younger. Yeah. Because the idea of, like, I didn't even know that you could tune the guitar differently. So that was so cool. Yeah. And then being able to tune all of it and just, like, strum with a slide and move around was just so cool. Mm-hmm. Like... I, don't know, I love the sound of like a note bending, and when I figured out you could do that, that definitely like, you know, changed the game for me. Yeah, yeah, that music just like brings you somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, it's really special. I feel like it's like really in your head kind of music. Yeah, definitely, very yeah. like pastoral too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that song on uh, the Big Fall, Everyone I Love You, the electronic track. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that shit just comes from out of nowhere. But yeah. that song goes. Where yeah, did that, that come from? That came from uh That came from like a couple of beers and some <laughs> weed one night and hang out with my buddy and have just yeah, I was just, I wanted to make like a dance song. Yeah, dude, that song's fucking awesome. Do you play that live? I, never. Oh, you never. should. That should be the your only... encores. Yeah, oh, that would be great. <laughs> One night. Yeah, if we ever got like, if we had like a bigger production budget, we would definitely do crazier shit. Like bring out like yeah dance tracks and like drum machines and. Just, I don't know, make it like a total like dance floor party vibe. So 
Big Fall came out on 12XU. That's Gerard Cosloy's label. Other than mm-hmm. other than Matador. How did that happen? Yeah. Um my friend uh James McNew from Yellow Tango, he told me about that label. Your friend, James McNew? Yeah. I've That's known James cool. since I was when I put out Brown Bunny, James was really into it. Um and uh I had made Big Fall and I was just telling him, like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to release it because I might self-release it because I have no one else to put it out. Yeah. And he told me about 12XU and uh, Gerard was really pretty into it. So he put it out for me. And uh, yeah. That's fucking crazy. I didn't know it was 12XU. I'm going to have to fix that in post because I said 12XU. Um, <laughs> I love that James loves Brown Bunny. Yeah. That's yeah. so fucking cool. I'm such a Yola Tango dork. Yeah, they're awesome. I, I go to see them with my mom every year because her, her birthday is around Christmas. Oh, cool. So you go to the Hanukkah shows? Uh-huh, yeah. That's something I've always wanted to do. They're so fun. Yeah. They're so fun. I'll bet. <sighs> yeah. I saw Dump a few years ago, too. Hell yeah. I played a small show. In Chicago, and it was just so fucking special. Dump is so good. I love the way James records his music. Yeah, me it's too. Really groovy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a genius. Have you listened to his Prince cover album? No. It's called That. That. Oh, fuck, what is it called? Is it okay if I. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's called That Skinny Motherfucker with the High Voice? Question mark. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing when we're done here. Thank you for it's that, a, Francie. Yeah, it's a really good one. Oh, also, he has like he has a bunch of them with like the, that bunny character on it. Mm-hmm. All the ones with that guy on it are really good. Yeah. Um. So you've ta- you've alluded to it a little bit, but you talk about like really kind of wanting to simplify the music that you were making bring in different players i feel like mm-hmm. we get a little bit of that on the big fall um mm-hmm. but the holy bible is like really really embracing that concept yeah that's the idea that's... from the start right yeah i essentially like i i just told myself like i wanted to make like just a straight country album and that's that's recorded live and that was like the only like production idea for the entire album yeah just a live country album it's really there like quite simply i feel like too like as a as a writing exercise too that had to have been so nice for you to just put like that one qualifier onto it and then it's very easy for you to just go and write a song like drunk and high where it's Mm -hmm. like cool this is form fitting function Mm -hmm. yeah was it like that like i mean essentially i just i knew i i write a lot of different like styles of song but 
knowing that I wanted to gear it towards country was really nice. It was like having like the, uh, what are those things on bowling with, with the walls that you can put up sometimes? The bumpers, yeah. Yeah, it was like pl- doing bowling with the bumpers on. I love that. Yeah. It's really nice. Where do you find all of these country pickers in Philadelphia? Um. Well, our drummer and the other guitarist and also... Jared Radishel, who's playing the band. I met them all at Temple. Um, before Flory, briefly, I was in like a punk, scronky, no wave band. Antigone? Um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I listened to that, that too. Was, yeah, that that stuff was cool. We've, we've been talking with the idea of maybe bringing that back for the next Flory Dude, album. Dude, you should. Fuck yeah. That <laughs> shit was good. <laughs> yeah, it was a really cool... Some really cool music there, like cool ideas. But that like happened right before the pandemic, so yeah, it was like super awesome for like two weeks, and then <laughs> bam, it is done. Um, but um, through that scene, and that was like all temple stuff. It's not even around anymore. Like the whole music scene has really died out. I feel, except for this band called Primal Rats Grew um, from Philly, mm-hmm. who were some people who are around then um but from that scene is where i met the rhythm section of flory and uh they're really awesome joey sullivan our drummer is the best drummer i've ever met in my life he's so good and he's you know he's such a jackass with it just Mm -hmm. just like really playing like (laughs) a drummer's drummer i would say yeah he's kind of like lars ulrich a little bit (laughs) Or like um, Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Are you into Dream Theater? I'm not into Dream Theater, but respect. Nice. Respect. Yeah. They do um, things I could never do. Yeah. Yeah. We list, we recently got into them. Um, sorry to do a tangent from the members of the band. No, you're good. We have been obsessed with Dream Theater. <laughs> Like so, like hardcore into it. It is some of the funniest, like funniest music to listen to. <laughs> they have this it. concept album called um, uh, it's called Scenes from a Memory, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just a whole concept album. It's like a historical murder, <laughs> and like a guy going to a therapist to like work out his emotions, but then it turns out he's somehow connected to this like murder of this girl victoria yeah and it's just like yeah it's just (laughs) it's that for like an hour and a half and it's really bad but it's also like just so epic because they're all just like they're all just like really ignorant with it yeah oh my god i love it yeah highly recommend scenes from a memory all right i'll check it out you should. You should listen to the whole thing. I don't know if I'm gonna do that, but <laughs> you have the ending of it is crazy. There's like a twist ending in the story. <laughs> it's like listening to a movie. So you recorded this thing live too, which um, I was I was thinking that that was the case too when I was listening to it, just because there's like. 
and I don't mean this as a knock at all, but there's like no separation on on the Holy Bible. Uh-huh. It's part of the reason I, why I really loved uh, watching that video of you because I didn't realize like what a ripping guitar player you are because it kind of gets like like everything's going on on the recording. So like being able to watch yeah. you fucking shred was like a bit of a revelation for me. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I I feel like a lot of people might not realize that I do a lot of the leads in the band. Yeah. Um. Well, but yeah, I love to shred. Yeah, dude, you fucking do. You go for it. Thanks. Yeah. So and and I think that it's funny too because like, you know, there's you're singing on there, and then you've got Victoria on there. You've got like a lot of other voices that are on the recording too. And I found it to be an interesting experience with like listening to, this was my first exposure to the band was the Holy Bible. And it took me a couple of passes of like recognizing the, like who the actual lead singer was because there's so many voices that are going on. Like, I like that you got different people that are singing on most of the songs. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love having as much going on as possible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, it's definitely more traditional with this next album that we're working on right now, where, like, I'm definitely going to be, like, the center of most of the vocals, but in the past, yeah, I really like just, like, a bunch of different people. Where does that come from? Is it just, like, plan? I think so, Yeah. Also, like, when you have other people singing, it takes less emphasis on you. Yeah. Um, which I, I kind of like. I'm really into that. Yeah. What yeah. do you like about it? You can kind of just, like, not be the center, not be the focus. Yeah. Also, I can fuck up, like, live <laughs> if we do it that way. So it's great having, like, a, a big band. I can just, like, not play for a second, and it won't be the end of yeah the song. No. So you recorded most of the Holy Bible with uh, Lucas Knapp in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Lucas has worked with Second Grade, Thank You, Thank You, Michael Cormier. Mm-hmm. How was that experience? Was it fun? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I was really used to it. Yeah, because we had we had we had tried recording it like a year before at Studio One in Conshohocken. Mm-hmm. Which is where, like, I think, like, Tiger's Jaw and, like, a bunch of those, like, Philly emo. Yeah, that's William's studio, recorded. right? Yeah. 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 But that, we were, like, not prepared to, like, write or, like, figure out, like, the production style that we wanted. And we didn't end up using most of what we recorded there. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the basement, we just felt so, like, used to that because we had all recorded in basements before. Yeah. And also made it more, like, informal. So we were all like just doing whatever when the mic was on. Hell yeah. yeah. Dude, that's how you want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, for certain things, I think you can get a lot out of musicians. So by just turning the mic on and just everyone plays at once. Mm-hmm. Like that is really cool. Like but the Bob Dylan and the band stuff, like all the stuff they did together. Yeah. They would just all play at once. It's so cool. Yeah. That was the vibe you were going for. Mm-hmm. 
Drunk and High is the first song on the record. It's one of my favorite opening lines on any record in the past few years. Pull the car over. Nice. I got to puke. You're no good at driving <laughs> yeah. high. Yeah. That come from real life experience or was that just a little bit um, of fiction? A little bit of fiction, a little bit of nonfiction. Yeah. I guess I did have, I did have, I know, I knew a couple people who weren't so good <laughs> at driving uh, when they were stoned. Um, normally it's fine. You know, we all like to smoke and yeah. drive our cars, but, uh, there's a couple people where I almost <laughs> had an accident. Um, it's Cowgirl in a Ditch. I had that pegged as maybe a Tom Robbins reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of his books on, our, on my shelf. Hell yeah. Here. Wait, maybe. Is it okay if I like, move the. No. Oh, you're good. You're good. I can oh, okay, see okay. him. Oh, okay. Nice. I was like, I was like, Thumbs out. Yeah, it's gotta be. I love that yeah. fucking book. That and another roadside attraction were big books for me. What is which which one is another roadside attraction? That's the one with the hot dog that. stand. Oh, okay. I haven't read that one. Yeah, it's good. But I've read a lot of his. I yeah. read uh Cowgirl, Villa Incognito, Jitterbug Perfume, Still Life with Woodpecker. Skinny legs and all, and wild ducks flying backwards. Jitterbug perfume was a good one. I remember that. I love that one quite well. I really like that one, especially because I have a, got like a hyper sense of smell. Yeah. So I like all the stuff about smell and evolution and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, one thing that like I don't know has really been in my head a lot and listening to this record too is like you're such a patient songwriter songs like cowgirl giving big winter they're really just like take their time and Mm -hmm. don't like it's you don't say a lot like in those songs they're just like such heavy vibe songs is that what you're Mm -hmm. going for Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that yeah. stuff. I love just like drawing it out yeah. as long as possible. I was like, this song doesn't have like a. Because I, I think that's one thing that like maybe country music gets pegged for is that it's very narrative. And mm-hmm. these songs, like, man, they're just like very, very vibey. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to, to just like be very easy to understand when listening to. Yeah. Like you could like tune in or tune out, but you would probably understand the vibe either way. Yeah, dude, for sure. You fucking hit it. You hit Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely the first album. Well, the second album I made where I made it and I listened to it for months after making it. Yeah. And it's out now. And I'm still like, nice. That was pretty sick. Dude, hell yeah. That's such a great <laughs> feeling. <laughs> Yeah. Did you find out when you were doing research, did you find my first album ever when I was 13? No. Oh, man. I made this instrumental, like, loop guitar thingy. Um, I, I only mention it because 
that's like the, another album that I can still listen to. I'm like, hell yeah, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, it was called Sabbatical Wilderness, which is a terrible, terrible fucking project <laughs> name. But um, the album I made is super sick. It's just like like a fake score to a fake movie that I made. Dude, I feel like head. if you're setting yourself up with like loose parameters, then yeah. you're gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the best when you have free range. Mm-hmm. So nice. So nice. Do you like that band Spider Bags? Have you ever heard them? Never. Dude, Hot Weather really, really reminds me of Spider Bags in a good way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. They're a vibey band, too. Um, A little bit more drunk country than yours. Nice. But I think, yeah. I think my favorite song on the record is the last song from Where You Are. That fucking oh, nice. Neil ass intro and tune. That yeah. tune is that tune reminds me of Neil a lot. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and that coda and that guitar solo is fucking where it's at. Oh yeah, that's me and John Murray actually, the other guitarist. Hell I yeah. do the first half of the solo, mm-hmm. and he does the second half. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you guys are ripping on it. That one's really fun. That's the oldest song on the album. Yeah. I wrote that one when I was 19. Fuck yeah. Yeah. There's, I think there's a demo of it on Bandcamp. There is, and the demo is also quite good. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering, like, sometimes I forget. I, like, just put stuff on, like, private on Bandcamp and then realize, like, oh, no, it should still be out. Yeah. should put it back out. <laughs> you should put Brown Bunny um, back up. I it's not on. I don't think it's on streaming anymore at all. And I put I put it on private a while ago, on Bandcamp at least. Yeah. And I forgot about it. And then I actually, I think I might have deleted it. Honestly, I don't think I have any of the files. And I think <laughs> it's about to totally be off of streaming. Also. Yeah. Because Sister Polygon is not like a label really anymore. Hmm. Um. I just, you know, I'm pretty lazy at times, and I'm just decided I'm just going to let this one just kind of slip away from my fingers. Dude, more power to you. <laughs> I know, like, some people, it's just such a bummer. Some people are really into that album, but the only thing is I'm just not, I guess. Yeah. So I just don't really, really care about it, like, being up. For me, like... Like this being like my career or like hobby mm-hmm. thingy, I feel totally fine with like the canon starting in like a false place. Yeah. Cause really like I feel like as songwriters you can just do whatever you want with your image. Dude, how many pretty fun. How many times do you listen to that first Bob Dylan record? Like you don't. It's it yeah. starts with the free yeah. will and Bob Dylan. Yeah, definitely. Well the second one's really good. Um, Isn't that the second the, one? Freewheeling? Wait. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Um, I love I love Bob. I'm wearing my Dylan shirt right now. Dude, hell yeah. I don't know if you can fully see it, but I, I saw Bob last night. You saw him last night? Uh-huh. How was it? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. sick. It was... 
It was crazy. Like him walking out. I had never seen him in real life. Mm-hmm. I was like laughing so hard when he first came out. I was just like, no way. That is he's so crazy. Little. He's such a little guy. Yeah. He's <laughs> really small. It's so sweet. He sat down the entire time. And after every single song, he would, st- every song, he would stand up to either talk to his band, even if they're like still finishing the song without him. <laughs> Or he would just walk up to the front of the stage and show off his nudie suit, which had these like these like studded um, thunder stripes going down either side. Hell yeah! And he would just stand there like, <laughs> and then walk back to the piano. It was super swag. It was like he knew that he was the shit that night, which is awesome. That rules. Yeah. So the Holy Bible is out now on Dear Life Records, mm-hmm. home of MJ Lenderman, Joey mm-hmm. Nebula. It's a good place to be. They treating you right. Yeah. 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 I love those guys. I've known. I've known John. I've known John since I was like fifteen, from West Philly house shows, um, and Mike. I've known since I was like seventeen. And Lucas, I met during like the Holy Bible, like while that was being made, and mm-hmm. while it was like we were waiting to put it out, and they're all amazing. They're like really just like they're all pretty much road dogs, which is great, and um, just really cool dudes. Hell yeah, yeah. I love this record. It's one of my favorite things that's come out this year. Hearing that you're working on new material is. Really exciting too. I'm excited to see what comes next. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't wait till the next one gets to come. Because yeah. I, I write so much music, and I'm just always like, always want to put more stuff out. Hell yeah. I wish this was like. I wish. I wish I had been born maybe a little earlier when you could like record an album and then put it out like four months later. Oh my god! I know, right? I would be also like you could just be so stupidly rich then. So <laughs> awesome. I just you could be so ignorant with it. And now it's really hard to do that. You just got to really be patient and wait, which is fine because I don't mind waiting. Yeah. I'm actually, I love waiting. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thanks. Yeah, this is this is great. I've never done um, anything like this. Really? Besides, like interviews. You're a pro. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs>